Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is the HR Mentor. Today, I am very honored and grateful to be speaking to you from the traditional, unceded, and ancestral territories of the Tecumlips to Shikwetmik people within Shikwetmikulu. I want to start this episode off with a huge shout out to all of the followers and listeners of this show. Not only have you motivated me to keep this podcast going for four years, but you have tuned in and downloaded episodes of the show 15,000 times. As I get close to the end of this fourth season and reflect a little bit on my journey, the word that just keeps coming up over and over for me is grateful. So thank you. Thank you for listening, for sending me your questions, and of course, for liking, commenting, rating, and following along. Your support, connection, and desire to learn are really what keep me here. We have a few more episodes remaining before the end of this season, and a special treat that I'm planning with our annual Q&A session that you really don't want to miss. Now today, I want to talk about something that I really don't see talked about enough. And that is how to manage the uncertainty and anxiety that naturally comes with graduating from university or college. Yes, I said naturally. If you already have plans lined up, there is uncertainty about starting something new. And if you don't have a job offer or set plans, there is, of course, a lot of emotions and certainly fear about that. I know that I personally felt this both when I graduated from high school and when I finished my BBA degree. I didn't have a job lined up and I was entering the job market at a time when jobs were not so plentiful. My partner and I were also moving to a new city for his job and that created a ton of stress and anxiety for me. You're going from a schedule and a system that is known to you right? You know how to go to university at this point. Maybe you're not the best student in your class, but you do know what to expect and you feel a sense of mastery about how to manage your studies, your friends, your part-time work. But now what, right? Now, I don't want to continue on with what feels what it feels like to have uncertainty or anxiety about a change on the horizon. But I really do want you to know that this is a normal way to feel at this stage of your life. Perhaps your friends and family are already cheering you across the stage and saying things like, oh, you must be so excited. And inside you're feeling anything but excited. That is okay. Know that that's okay. It's normal. And there are things you can do to help reduce some of the fear and move forward with success which is what this episode is all about. Today, I want to share some very practical ways that you can manage some of those feelings and offer you some resources to help you with this transition. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately, a fulfilling HR career. While there is no scientific or clinical definition of graduation anxiety, there are some known emotions associated with graduation. It's a very unique blend of excitement, fear, and uncertainty about the future that 
naturally comes up during a transition from being a student to joining the professional working world. And of course, these emotions come up for a whole variety of reasons. One of the first reasons, most obvious, is uncertainty about the future. You've had years of structured learning and you're stepping into an unknown world. And so you might be unsure about your career prospects or even where you'll be living. And that creates some fear. You might also have financial concerns. Your student loan might require repayment once you graduate. And of course, you may have incurred some other forms of debt that create some stress when you are graduating and you're not sure how much money you're going to be making. And when you're making decisions on job offers, this financial concern can make decisions more difficult. You might also feel like you're going to lose your social network. University and college provide this really unique sort of environment where you are sort of forced into a community, at least in the classroom. And I'm sure along the way you've met lots of friends or made lots of friends and you've engaged with people that you might now consider your mentors. And so leaving these people behind as everyone goes their separate ways can lead to some feelings of isolation and loneliness. You might also have high expectations of yourself or other people in your family might have these expectations of you as you graduate. You know, there's this desire to succeed and then there's also pressure, whether it's pressure that's been communicated to us or just pressure that we perceive from others, it doesn't really matter. They still can create a sense of stress and anxiety. Of course, transitioning to professional life can be a big shift. You're going to have to think about what you wear to work and how you interact with people. And it may, may require some adjustments even to your communication style. And so that creates some uncertainty and unknown. Finally, one of the main reasons that I think a lot of people feel stress at this time is what's been termed imposter syndrome, right? You might feel like you don't really deserve your achievements, or maybe you feel like you won't live up to the expectations of your profession or the chosen career path. And that can create a lot of stress for people. Now, knowing that these are some of the things you might be feeling, it might be helpful for you to just sort of journal a little bit about this as a first step to kind of tap into why do you feel some uncertainty and fear and stress? Rather than having it swirl around in your mind, get it down on paper and then as I go through these strategies, think about how some of these strategies can help address your specific uncertainty or fear. And I've got four kind of main suggestions of things you can do to combat some of these fears and anxieties. The first one is start before you finish. I know that your final semester at university or college is super busy. All the years are super busy, but the final one can be extra busy. Now, maybe you've saved a few of the toughest courses for the end of your program, and that's creating extra stress. Maybe you're involved in student clubs or events. All of this can make these final months really intense for you. 
But my best advice for managing your stress regarding graduation is to start taking action before you walk across that stage. Some of the other tips I share in this episode will be things you can do before you graduate. You don't have to do all of them, but starting early can help you worry less and feel more in control of the change. And that's part of why change is so stressful is because we don't really know what's going to happen. Now, one of the best ways you can do this is to connect with your university or college career center to see if they have any workshops or services to support you with things like resume building, interview preparation, or even to find job opportunities that are coming up, whether it's in your local area or outside of the region that you're living in. They may be advertising at your college or university career center. This was advice offered by my season three guest, Stephen Rothberg from College Recruiter. He talks about how university students should really be looking for those first jobs before they graduate and taking that kind of action ahead of time also reduces a lot of stress and uncertainty. So you can hear everything he has to say about this in episode 54. And of course, there's a link in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this, that will take you right there. So whatever you can do to start before you finish your university program, to start looking for jobs, to start connecting with recent graduates, this would be really helpful. I also suggest through your career center or your alumni center um, at your university or college is to try and make connections with alumni who are working in whatever field you're interested in or are working in a region or an organization that you're interested in. Most alumni will be happy to help out someone graduating from their Uh, university or college. So that's another good way to help you get started before you finish. So don't wait to start looking for that first HR role or for connecting with people. Now my second tip dovetails nicely with that and that is to double down on connections. I know this is really hard but this is not the time to isolate yourself. You may not be feeling your best or you might not be thinking you're looking your best uh, with late nights and, and focusing on your studies, but staying away from friends and family and avoiding your classes is only going to make you feel worse. And I'm not just saying that because I want you to come to class. Of course I do. But staying connected with the people you know will make you feel better. And going to class is an easy way to do that. These are also really good people to share some of your fears with if you feel comfortable doing that. I bet that if you talk to other students who are graduating, you will see that you are not alone in this journey and that they are also feeling a lot of trepidation and fear about graduating. Through these interactions, you might also learn some strategies that will help you manage the stress and fear that you're feeling You might also find opportunities for your next step. Perhaps you share with a classmate some of what you're feeling, the stress you're feeling, and they share with you that they were feeling the same way, and then they went to this great workshop that helped them. 
or maybe they know about a job opportunity that's in a location that you're willing to move. There are lots of possibilities out there, but you will not find them if you don't get out and move around. Sitting at home, watching Netflix or watching TikTok videos, whatever it is that you're, you're watching to distract yourself is not where opportunities are going to be created or discovered. There are a lot of possibilities out there. And you're not alone in experiencing this graduation anxiety. Connecting with fellow students who are also about to graduate can create a sense of camaraderie. Sharing your experiences, your concerns, and your strategies can be comforting and empowering. And it might make you feel good to help others out. Maybe you can be a supportive force in someone else's journey. So if your tendency is to hide when you're feeling stressed, which again is perfectly normal, give yourself some scheduled downtime and alone time to recharge, but make a commitment to yourself that you're going to get out at least once a day and interact with people. Even if that means just going for a walk around campus and calling your mom, dad, sibling, or favorite aunt, someone who lifts you up. Even if you don't talk about how you're feeling right now, just connect with other people and try really hard not to isolate yourself. Now, my third tip is to access supports. Now, of course, this goes hand in hand with the last one, but here I'm talking about resources specifically designed to help you with this transition from graduate to professional. Many of you have formed close relationships with professors and mentors during your academic journey. And these individuals can offer guidance and advice, as well as help you navigate the challenges of the job search and some of your career planning. So don't hesitate to reach out to them for insights and recommendations. After all, that is where the inspiration for this episode came from. A student who was having this exact concern and feeling these exact emotions of fear and anxiety. But over the years, I've had many students come to me for guidance and advice. And really, that was the motivation for this entire podcast. So your professors and mentors can be a valuable resource to help reassure you and guide you towards whatever meaningful actions you can take. I also encourage you, again, to access resources at your university or college. Remember those fees you paid for when you registered? all of the things that were outside of your tuition, well, you paid for all these services, so take advantage of them. Most universities offer resources dedicated to supporting students during this transition from being in academia to being in the workforce. Career services, counseling centers, and those valuable alumni networks can be invaluable. They can provide you with guidance on job searching, interview skills, and connect you with people who can share their experiences. They've already been through what you're going through. As I already mentioned, the Career Center can be very helpful at this time, but you can also access outside supports from your local professional HR association. See what your campus HR club is up to or any other student clubs that are offering workshops or speakers. You might also want to check out local job fairs. 
Even if you're not planning on staying in your university, city, or town, going to a career fair can give you practice talking about yourself and your experiences, and it can help you learn about job opportunities that might be interesting to you. You can also make connections. Maybe you go up to a booth of an organization that you find interesting, but you don't really know anything about. You start talking to them, and maybe you don't want to stay in the city or town that your university is in. But as you start talking to the person who's at the booth, they say, oh, well, you know, we have another office or organization in this other city, and that's the city you want to move to. Boom, you've made a connection. You ask them for the name of somebody that you can talk to in that city or location. They put their name and email address on a business card, and you, being the savvy person you are who's taking action, is going to send them an email and set up an informational interview. All of this can happen if you get out and interact with some of these resources that are available to you. Now, on the topic of accessing supports, I have to say that if your feelings of uncertainty are shifting deeper into anxiety or more intense feelings of declining mental health, it is really important that you get professional help as soon as possible. I am not a mental health professional, but if your anxiety is interfering with your daily life in a significant way, if you're feeling severe emotional distress or it's leading to physical symptoms, it might be time to consider getting some professional help. So for example, if you can't sleep, you're not eating, and you're feeling helpless and hopeless, please reach out to your university counseling center or medical center or access an online service. And I will leave some links in the show notes where you can get some immediate help in various regions if you are feeling more intense emotions around this. Now, my fourth and final tip is to develop coping strategies in a good self-care routine. I know, I know, you've heard me say this before if you've been following along, but when you're looking for a job or making any kind of transition, your self-care is so very important. I know, it's always important, but it's when we feel this stress and uncertainty that we tend to do things that are the complete opposite of helpful. Binging TV, binging bad food, and of course binging on substances that do the opposite of what we hope they will do. As best as you can, and I know it's not the easiest thing for students to do, but try and nourish yourself with some decent food. Drink lots of water and avoid drinking sugary sodas, lots of caffeine, and of course alcohol. And if you are able to, get any form of exercise, even 20 minutes a day in the form of a walk or do some stretching in your bedroom, this is going to help. There are lots of free videos on YouTube for Pilates, yoga, stretching, whatever you need. It is at your fingertips in that magical computer that fits in your hand. It's so easy to find these things, but you have to... Give yourself the time that it takes in order to promote your well-being. I know a lot of people are talking about breath work these days, and it might sound kind of silly, but how often do you really take a good deep breath? Most of us forget and take very shallow breaths. We're always moving at light speed. So 
I'm going to post a link to some instructions on a very simple breathing technique that was posted on the National Health Service of the uh, United Kingdom website. And I want you to try this a few times a day and whenever you're feeling that kind of anxiety or uncertainty rising and see how you feel. I know for myself, breathing exercises and meditation have been so helpful to me throughout my entire adult life. Of course, as I already said, there's lots of videos on YouTube with breathing exercises and tons of ad-free meditations that can help you sleep and just generally reduce your stress. Again, if you've never tried this, it might sound really weird and kind of woo-woo, but it is very effective. I know when I have something stressful ahead of me, when I get to work, I just sit in the car for a few minutes and I just take a couple really deep breaths. And this just makes it easier to get out and go face whatever it is I have to face. So give it a try. Let me know what you think. Uh, but it can be really helpful when you're feeling these anxious or uncertain emotions. Now, one final way I would like to suggest for self-care is to make some time for fun and hobbies. I know you don't have a lot of time right now with exams and projects and your part-time job, but even if you can schedule one thing a week to do that lifts you up, that makes you smile, or even better, makes you laugh, it will give you something to look forward to. And that gives you a break from overthinking, planning, and ruminating about what's coming next. And truly, if you do have time to lay there and watch, you know, an hour of TikTok videos or a Netflix show, you have time to go do something. Try to just be in the moment of whatever it is that you choose to do. Maybe you grab three friends and go bowling. I don't know about you, but there is something very satisfying about knocking down those pins in a loud way and laughing when you're not able to knock them down. And it's a relatively inexpensive game to play. Most cities have a few options and it's something you can do with other people. So you're also making that connection piece. But maybe that's not for you. Maybe it's a movie that you want to lose yourself in. Go to the movie theater. Get out of the house and invite someone else who's feeling stressed or who's not and who can lift you up. You might not feel like you have two hours or some movies these days, three hours, but you will gain productivity because it will reduce your stress. So when you give yourself that time, you'll feel like, oh my gosh, I can't take this time because it's taking away time from all the things I need to do. But by giving yourself that time, you turn off your mind and I, I promise you when you come back to whatever it is, you will have more focus and you will be more productive. Trying to push through work often reaches this limit of where you just can't do anything productive anymore. So taking a break is really important. Maybe it's not a movie for two hours. Maybe that's when you go for a 20 minute walk, but breaking things up is really helpful. Look, wrapping up your university life and the identity you've associated with that is really no small thing. It is a huge change. And I think it's so important to give yourself the grace you deserve. Finding that first professional job is tough. And it comes with a lot of bumps and turns and twists and things you didn't expect. 
So learning some coping strategies to deal with these bumps and turns is also going to make the entire process of job seeking a heck of a lot easier. Way back in season one of the HR Mentor, I did an episode on dealing with rejection in your job search. It was episode six, and you can find a link to listen to it in the show notes. And in this episode, I shared five ways you can better cope with the inevitable rejection you will face when looking for that first HR job or any job. So sometimes just knowing that rejection is part of the process is half the battle. No, it does not make the ups and downs or the decline emails fun, but it makes you more resilient and less stressed, knowing that everyone faces these and they're normal. So give that episode a listen if you feel like the fear of rejection or not finding that HR job right away are part of what's creating uncertainty for you. Another way to develop coping mechanisms is to take intentional action towards what you do want to happen for you when you graduate. And this starts with knowing what that is. So maybe take a few minutes and imagine the most ideal scenario you can once you graduate. The most ideal first HR role in the most ideal location for you. Then do whatever you can to live that scenario each and every day. Now, I have a longer exercise around this that I'm not able to facilitate in this podcast, but if you sign up for the HR Career Accelerator, this will be one of the earliest lives that we're going to do in the private group. Now, if you don't know what the HR Career Accelerator is, this is my new online course that is designed to take you from an HR job seeker to an HR job offer. It'll launch very soon, I promise. And if you get on the wait list today, you'll get the first opportunity to register and receive an amazing discount. This program will provide you with that step-by-step guidance and, of course, some amazing supports to see you through the process. And you can find a link to get on the wait list in the show notes. There's a lot of links in the show notes today. (laughs) I know this is a stressful time for you. And that the uncertainty of what's going to come after graduation is probably keeping you up at night. Try as best you can to remember all the hurdles you overcame to get to this place of being a university and college graduate. I want you to applaud yourself for all the exams you passed and the way you dealt with the ones you didn't do so great on. Try and apply those same coping mechanisms to this new challenge in this new season of your life. And try to see it as an adventure. I know change is hard. It's hard for everybody. But you can apply some of these strategies as you approach your graduation. And it'll make it a lot easier to manage. Taking action towards what you want. Minding your mindfulness and well-being. And keeping yourself connected to people who support and inspire you. And most importantly, the ones who make you laugh. Is going to make your journey that much easier, and of course, that much more enjoyable. You've got this. As always, thank you so much for listening to the HR Mentor Podcast. Your support is very appreciated. I wish you all the best. Take care and bye for now.